Thanks much. Welcome to the Freight Tech Venture Virtual Summit keynote with Karen Jones, the Executive Vice President, Chief Marketing Officer, and Head of Product Innovation for Rider System. Karen, thanks very much for doing this. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Thanks, George. Glad to be here. So many of you already know this, but let me do a little level setting uh, about Karen. Karen's been working in the marketing industry for more than 30 years. She joined Rider System. And note that I said system, not systems, Karen. I know what I'm doing here. Rider System, Inc. Uh, everybody, I think, realizes that's almost a $9 billion supply chain, dedicated transportation, commercial fleet management solutions company. Karen joined in 2013. In her role as chief marketing officer, she's responsible for all marketing and new product developments across riders' various business segments that lead to revenue generation and enhanced, better customer experiences. But why is Karen with us today? That's the exciting part about what we're going to talk about. She's going to talk about Rider's new corporate venture capital fund, Rider Ventures. Rider Ventures plans to invest $50 million over the next five years in startup companies that are tackling disruptions in the supply chain and trying to drive accelerated demand for e-commerce fulfillment, asset sharing, next generation vehicles, automation, data analytics, among others. This is really exciting stuff. This is what the virtual venture summit is really all about. So, Karen, let's get let's get right into it. You hear a lot about startup companies and venture capital firms investing in technology solutions to solve some of the disruptions that I was just describing in the logistics industry, but you don't hear very often about corporate or companies like Ryder uh, getting into the funding game. Why did Ryder decide to make such a bold move? Yeah, great question, George. Um, you know, maybe I should just give a little bit of background yeah. as to how we kind of evolved to this position. But about four years ago, um, our CEO and our board of directors really uh, gave us a, a charge or a mandate, if you will, um, to really start to understand from um, an external perspective what the disruptions were that were going to be really impacting and hitting our industry. And I think a really, really smart move. Um, from their perspective. Um, and so they sent us sort of on a, a, a mission to to look at what was really happening out there and what could be the single biggest threats and opportunities uh, for our companies we move forward. So long story short, we uh, looked at a lot of different technologies, a lot of different things that were happening uh, out in the, in the real world, and we narrowed down four focuses. And you mentioned those. One was in the area of e-commerce, the other is in the area of asset sharing, so sharing trucks as well as capacity. Uh, the other one was in next generation vehicle technology, and that includes everything from electric vehicles to autonomous vehicles. And then clearly big data and analytics is kind of a category, but more specifically addressing uh, the data and analytics challenges in, in our business and sort of the digitization of the supply chain. So as we set out on that journey, you know, it was really... Um, kind of interesting. We ended up uh, creating and building a lot of products on our own. Uh, but part of that journey was really in partnering with a couple of um, incubators and accelerators to help us understand what was out there and what the possible disruptions were. Uh, we spent a couple of years working with Plug and Play uh, and then also Autotech Ventures. And I could talk a little bit more and a little bit about that, but uh, really great experience. And, you know, fast forward to now, 
uh, we believed it was the right time for us to start making uh, deeper investments uh, directly with some of these startup technologies. Um, and and uh, so that's that's the course we've been on. That's really cool. Um, and from what you've described, it sounds like there's more than just a monetary commitment that Ryder is making uh, inside of Ryder Ventures. Does, am I am I am I feeling that correctly? Does it seem am I am I am I gauging that right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think monetary is always important, uh, especially if you're a publicly traded company. It's uh, always good to be thinking about that. Um, but really and truly, I think what we saw as we started to work with um, some of the folks in Silicon Valley, uh, part of the reason startup companies were really attracted to writers is that we have over 50,000 customers, right? We play in the fleet management dedicated and supply chain business. So we had real world, what I would call laboratory uh, abilities to really match their technology with. So they're really great at technology. We're really great at the operations and having customers. And so bringing the two of those things together um, is really a great recipe. A lot of startups have great ideas, but they have no way to prove those ideas out, vet them, put them into real world applications. And so um, I think bringing together what we bring plus what startup uh, technology companies bring as a recipe for success. So uh, clearly, you know, monetary is uh, important to us. We hope to make uh, bets on some some very good and 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 um, strong companies that make it. Uh, but equally as important is just understanding what's out there, uh, what could potentially enhance our customers' experience, which is really the key ingredient for this. Um, and what we need to be doing to really stay relevant and um, fresh to the market with what we're offering. That relevance and freshness, I think, is really a, a, a significant part of this. And it's a, it's a wonderful part of the story for Ryder to be making these kinds of investments. You mentioned the, um, that you've been active in the startup community, the incubators, um, relationships with people like Plug and Play. Um, tell us a little bit about how some of those partnerships and how those partnerships and what role Rider Ventures may play within that? Yeah, great question there. Um, you know, I think we learned many, many invaluable lessons from having those partnerships with Plug and Play and with Autotech. Um, Plug and Play, you know, when you think about those two particular uh, ventures, they have access to global um, technologies that are being developed. Um, Ryder is a North American company. Uh, we don't have broad reach into the rest of the world. And, you know, uh, even though people may not like to hear it, there's a lot of great technology being evolved and developed outside the U.S. So I think working with them early on really gave us um, tentacles, if you will, into more global technology solutions uh, that were happening. Um, we also learned a lot about how to evaluate startups in our partnership with these companies. You know, what do they look for? Uh, you know, what signifies a possible investment for them? Um, so I would say for the last three years, we really have learned a lot through our relationships and partnerships with them. Clearly, we're going to keep those relationships and partnerships as they've been invaluable to us. Um, I think opening the aperture to have companies come directly to us is great. Uh, but not everyone will always go to Ryder first. Uh, and I think, you know, our partnerships with, with these folks in Silicon Valley, it's been 
and valuable and they have massive global reach. And so we'll continue to work all of these angles uh, to find those right technologies and startups that we really want to invest in. So as as the um, as the time has has already gone, you talk about, you know, multiple years as you've been on this journey, have um, any have any products or solutions uh, been manifested and been launched uh, out into the marketplace at this point, or are we still in the incubation phase? <laughs> yeah, we actually have had some really good successes at Ryder. Um, a lot of it, uh, you know, products that we started internally, I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, and then, um, you know, thinking about the digitization of the supply chain, we announced a product. Um, this past year in May, actually in the midst of COVID, uh, for our um, visibility and collaboration technology uh, and solution for our supply chain group. We partnered with uh, then a startup company, again, coming out of California uh, called Turbo, um, and really built a, a strong platform together that is really changing our industry quite candidly. I think a lot of people claimed visibility for, for many, many years, and, and some people still do. Um, but I think what's quite different about ours is that it combines visibility, the ability to then collaborate real time to make adjustments on the fly to your supply chain and what's happening in it in real time. Uh, it's been instrumental in helping us um, sell a lot of new business this year, which uh, we are really excited about. Um, so uh, we're, we're off to the races on that, seeing great performance. We already have uh, over 2 million shipments uh, by the end of the year that will have gone through that platform. So it's no small uh, uh, venture. It really is paying off in spades with brand new business uh, and revenue generation to the company. So we're very excited about that and where that product is headed. Uh, we also developed on that asset sharing front our own uh, really kind of startup within a big company, which you know can be very difficult sometimes. Uh, to do, but we created an asset sharing platform called Coop, C-O-O-P, um, stands for co-op. Uh, but basically, we uh, got to a point where we said, hey, if we woke up one day and no one needed to rent a truck from Ryder anymore because they could rent trucks from each other, what would that look like to our business? What would that do to our business model? And what do we need to be doing to really take advantage of, of you know, that trend of like the Airbnb? not owning assets, but being able to share assets. So we successfully launched a, a platform, uh, opened up in Atlanta, uh, Georgia, two years ago. And that thing has really taken off. We're now in six markets, another eight markets next year uh, on the plan. And we're seeing phenomenal results. Uh, it's interesting because there's so much capacity in the market. Uh, and but it's very seasonal. Think about the seasonality of the industry. And so we're finding that uh, some customers who really have too much capacity and then there are those customers who are really, you know, off the charts with what they have to do are finding synergies and being able to rent those assets from each other. Um, it covers payments, lease payments. If you've got trucks sitting idle against the fence and you're not using them, it makes all the sense in the world to put these products on the platform, rent them out, it makes your payment. The other side of the coin is, uh, you know, being a really great um, and affordable 
a rental solution for those companies who, who have higher demand. COVID really exacerbated that, right? I mean, think about it. You had some industries that were just non-essential uh, and you had other industries that were very essential. And so I think we saw some really phenomenal growth in the last two quarters in that particular product. So excited about that. E-commerce, where would it be if I didn't mention e-commerce? We've really taken off on that. We opened up three um, areas across the U.S. to be able to do the fulfillment. Um, you know, again, I think we just timed it really well. Uh, you know, we had launched all of that capability well before COVID, but clearly um, the need for that capability is increasing and growing. So, again, putting the focus on those particular areas we did strategically as a company really have now started to pay off in spades uh, with the investments we've made, the things we've started on our own. And the Venture Capital Fund is really just designed to help us continue that momentum uh, and add to those capabilities, enhance it, and then look for new things that uh, may yield even greater opportunity. So, uh, you know, it, it is, and I appreciate you uh, mentioning um you know, the, the environment that we're in, uh, you know, none of these talks, you know, happen today without talking about COVID. So, yeah, you know, but it does, it seems as if the momentum is, has been terrific. There's going to be parts of today's virtual summit that we're going to hear from venture folks that are going to talk about how, you know, at, at a certain time of, you know, this year earlier that the deal making really came to a halt. And that we're yeah. now starting to see the accordion to start to come out a little bit. But where you had positioned these initial uh, opportunities seems to have really not been impacted negatively. And heck, in an e-commerce area may have actually uh, thrived. And, and, and that's terrific. How do, you, how do you see the market today? And, you know, what, what, are, you, what are you doing thinking forward from, and there will be a post-COVID time frame, for what, you, what right. you're looking at going forward. Yeah, well, I think we picked some areas that are just kind of on the uh, on the really early innings of growth. So I think that that's really good. Um, you know, as we look at electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles, which was the other area that I really didn't discuss a lot, we're really on the verge of just starting to understand what all of that is about and how it uh, needs to evolve, uh, you know, through our industry and where it's headed. So, um, you know, I, I know at some point uh, growth will slow as in all uh, products and all lines of business. Uh, it just is a, a natural evolution. But I am pretty pleased with the ones that we've gotten into because I think they still have a long tail of growth and opportunity uh, for the company. So, I don't know. I'm going to stay bullish and remain optimistic on uh, the growth of the particular areas that we've chosen to to fund and invest in. I think I just see continued investment going into those particular areas because the growth is so significant. I um, I really appreciate appreciate the bullishness. Uh, you know, I'm a glasses half full type of person, so I'm really glad to hear that. Um, you know, one of the you know, and it's it's terrific that we have the opportunity to to chat about uh, the brighter ventures and, and the fund. My expectation is this is going to get a few, no more than a few, many many thousands of views. There are going to be companies that have respected Rider and been aware of Rider because of those you know that significant amount of customers that you have. Um, how does that? 
how does the journey then for those companies that might want to get into the ecosystem happen? How do they how do they make themselves known to you? Yeah, well, we actually have a website that they can actually go to. Um, and my my marketing team will kill me because I don't remember the exact uh, words or the the nomenclature for that. So I'll, I'll we'll have to follow up with you on that one. But um, if you go to our website, you'll be able to find it pretty quickly. Um, and companies can make application right there. It's kind of like a lead generation form. We have you tell us a little bit about yourself, your your product, uh, what you're trying to accomplish, and then we will begin to vet those and figure out, does it make sense for us uh, to pursue this a little bit further? So we have a, a team back at the ranch who's going to be um, actively engaged in looking at all of those opportunities that are coming in. Um, responding, because I believe we need to respond in a very timely manner uh, to anyone that contacts us to let them know whether uh, we would be interested in, in learning more or not uh, and the reasons why. But we're looking forward to it. I mean, we, we did uh, the launch of a day before yesterday, and uh, you know, within a couple of hours, we already had 10 leads wow. and opportunities that came to us, which... Uh, 10 may sound small, but for us, it sounded big. It was like, yeah. wow, we had no idea this many people would really pay attention to a press release and, uh, and submit things. Uh, but we're starting to see a lot of activity uh, around it. And so I think that's goodness. That's exactly what we want. That's great. And, and, and really, um, as I you know, saw the release and you know, thought about uh, our chat the, and, and being very familiar in the, in the world of venture capital and the migration towards private equity, you know, heck, that's what we're talking about today, going all the way from seed to to private equity or into going public and what that journey is like. Having a partner like Ryder is is, is really a, an option that hasn't been available to a lot of folks in the past. Um, you know, I was lucky enough in, in one of in my previous lives uh, over at Transplace working with um, a, a private equity company that really understood the space. And here right. at Freight Waves, we similarly have folks who understand the space, but that that's that's not always the case. And I asked you earlier about it being a monetary thing. Well, you know, it oftentimes is simply about the money, but if you get a, you know, a strategic investor and, you know, counselor and advisor like a writer, that's really important. So let me, you know, Get to the get to the, the, the kind of the question. How how do you understand and see where those companies can be enhanced by your best practices? And how do you how do you keep those best practices fresh? How do you how do you you know make sure that you're bringing you know the best of what uh, you have to offer to these relationships? Yeah, I think, you know, it, 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 it evolves as it goes along, clearly. But, you know, our goal is really to, again, sort of have our structure of what we're looking for, right, uh, in those areas that we've defined. doesn't mean we won't go outside of those if something really unique uh, comes up. But I think having a really solid footing on what writer wants to accomplish is really important. It becomes the yardstick by which we measure, you know, the um, ideas that come in, uh, the level of funding that we want to put out there and invest in. Um, but I think from that, we will, we will get the freshest and the best ideas in the particular categories that we really want to um, 
venture into. And, um, you know, again, it helps us cast a wider net on uh, all of those technologies and capabilities that we might not otherwise um, be privy to. And I, I think your point is really um, a good one, which is from a strategic standpoint, and I know we said this earlier, but um, it shouldn't be lost. You know, we do have, uh, you know, 87 years worth of operational experience in this industry, um, and we have a large customer base. We have uh, three uh, business divisions, all with multifaceted capabilities. So I think partnering with um, a company like Ryder could actually really give uh, startups some great exposure to test the technology, uh, prove it out, and ultimately create the value that they're trying to create with, with what they're doing. So we're excited about it. That's wonderful. So um, anytime soon, I'll, I'll, I'll be seeing you on the left or right of Mark Cuban and Mr. Wonderful and the folks at Shark Tank. I mean, is this a is this the next step for Karen Jones in the in the in the career, or what? What are we thinking about? Goodness, I don't know if that's the case. I I think I'll leave that to the celebrities. But I think <laughs> from a business perspective, you know, certainly, uh, I'm excited about you know what this could actually bring to the company. I think our company is excited about it. I know my boss is excited about it, our CEO, and um, you know, uh, I think it just makes smart sense for those of us in the world of transportation logistics. If you don't have your eyes open today to what's going on out there, chances are you won't be around for very long. So anyway, we're excited about it. Thank you so much for Thank having you. me and um, letting us talk about what we're trying to accomplish here. Much appreciated. And um, as I wrap it up, I'll just say, you know, we, I like to make sure that when we level set, we talk about people and say what their titles are. But you know, as the chief marketing officer, executive vice president, and head of new product innovation, this is innovative stuff. It, it is bringing an 87-year uh, legacy and capability to uh, folks out there who are looking for that kind of counsel guidance and monetary uh, beneficial uh, uh, benefit. This, this is really great stuff. So, Karen Jones, thank you for doing this. Really exciting stuff. And I hope that everybody really enjoys the rest of our Freight Tech Venture Virtual Summit. Be well. Great. Thank you, George.